0: Here's your host, Sakar Cowley.
1: Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Jeff Anzalone with Debt Free Doctor. Uh, His website is debtfreedoctor.com. Uh, Jeff himself is a periodontist uh, into dental practice, uh, a very high paying practitioner, and he as well, uh, you know, transitioned himself uh, into passive investments and he's debt free as uh, his blog goes debt free. Doctor.com, and we are today here to kind of know his story, know the mindset behind, uh, you know, what it takes to get into why passive investments uh, for someone as a high-paying pra- high practitioner like Jeff. Uh, so some of the uh, sort of the characteristics of sorts uh, as to what it takes to get into it and the why's and the house of, uh, you know, getting into the passive investment. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for coming on. I appreciate your time today.
2: Yeah, my pleasure, sir. Anytime.
1: Absolutely. So uh, so for our listeners, uh, Jeff, help us get started that you are a medical practitioner. Uh, You know, give us some background and how you kind of transitioned uh, into coming into real estate and the passive investment side of the uh, things.
2: Yeah, I think it started back when... I getting ready to finish my training mm-hmm. and unfortunately the group that I was supposed to go in practice with that deal fell through about two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever you're in school for something, whether it's a doctor or a lawyer, engineer, architect, you know, whatever, you know, you learn how to do your trade. You don't know anything typically about business or money sure and, mm-hmm. you know that's certainly the case with that was certainly the case with my training so i was relying on the group to teach me how to run a business and you know with billing hiring firing marketing all that so mm-hmm. uh, it it was really a, a shock as you can imagine you know getting kind of the the rug pulled out from under you right before that sure. happened sure sure uh, two other things that we had going, I guess, like kind of against us would be, uh, we had a two month old, mm-hmm. uh, and we had already purchased a home and we were just paying interest free only.
1: Sure. Sure. So, um,
2: that, uh, that wasn't a whole lot of fun as, as you can imagine. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, um, had some good people reach out, uh, to, to me. They helped me network mm-hmm. and, that um allowed me to really before i really never focused much on my debt mm-hmm. and I, we had close to about three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt student loan debt at that time not sure. including the house and everything else sure sure mm-hmm. so i think maybe if that wouldn't have happened to me i really wouldn't have been focused so much on paying it off as quick as possible sure because sure. i think I like think a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, they like go to medical school or dental school or law school and they go, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a pretty good job. I'm going to have a good income. Mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned with how much money I'm borrowing because they always kind of know.
1: You'll have a high high paying job on the back end. And and again, I guess the the interesting fact here also, Jeff, uh, is that as you rightfully said that you're going through, I mean, you know, doctor profession in general, you're studying a lot. I mean, obviously going through your school and obviously you have to do a lot more special uh, education after that as well. So you're, you know, trending up as from an age perspective. I mean, you know, like in a normal profession, for example, someone could be working in their early 20s for that matter. But typically in a doctorate profession, I guess we all can relate that you are into well into your like 30s or sometimes 40s that you're starting to work. You know, it takes that much time to get whether it's your master's or your fellowship and things like that. And, And obviously, as you alluded to as well, that they're just it's so expensive nowadays that, you know, you're borrowing and borrowing and some and as well, like, you know, you stated you bought a home as well. That adds another layer because, uh, as we're all aware that, uh, you know, folks within the medical profession get a lot more lucrative loans, like whether that's 95% LTV or, I mean, 98% LTV in some programs and things like that. So it is lucrative, but at the same time uh, you know, you're obviously adding so much debt load personally, uh, you know, whether that's student loan, consumer debt and things like that. So, uh, and turning to your story, Jeff, uh, at a very early age, you were able to pay off your loans as well. Uh, Could you maybe share some details as far as, you know, was there any habit changes or anything specific uh, downsizing or anything that you had to do? What were some of the sort of the high level uh, things that you could share that allowed you to pay off your uh, student loans as well so quickly?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm a visual person. So I, you know, I, we we followed the Dave Ramsey principle. You know, we did the debt snowball. We started with the the smallest one, and we put it like on a you know a dry race board. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the total, and then we had you know the smallest one, and then we just focused all of extra money mm-hmm. on that. And I and I worked uh, multiple jobs. I even started mowing yards again. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a doctor to do everything that I could mm-hmm. to to get rid of the student loan debt because. You know, as as probably your listeners know, um, student loan debt is not bankruptable. So even if you file bankruptcy, you still got to pay Sally Mayback.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, and um, can, can you specifically get into like, you know, what were other things? Like you said, you uh, did a second job and in anything else?
2: I, actually, it was more than a second job. It was, uh, you know, working at, at different offices, you know, I, <laughs> instead of just my office, you know, I would go into these other offices and, and that way that allowed me to network with them. I got to know them. I got to know their staff uh, mm-hmm. and, and they kind of became a little more comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think that helped out once I did go back to my own practice. Mm-hmm. Now they kind of knew, you know, the type of person that, that I was and the type of work that I did mm-hmm. and, you know, in order to be a little more comfortable sending me patients in the future.
1: Sure, and, and use uh, used a term there, the like a visual term where you're saying you're like a visual person. You're imagining your sort of your, um, you know, like the high points of a hey, which are my uh, sort of the biggest ones, uh, debts uh, that I can get get rid of, whether it's car loans, student loans, uh, you know, your student loans and things like that. Could you maybe perhaps get into like some of that process around that Dave's Ramsey's program, as you alluded to that, you know, what is it about that visual thing that kind of, uh, you know, uh, gives you that focus that, hey, I want to, you know, uh, zero in on that specific uh, debt amount and start to slowly pay it down.
2: Yeah. I think the way that it's, it's set up, it's, it's more to, you know, to get you going and excited. It's more uh, the way that he, the way that he um, developed it was psychological Mm -hmm. because of course it would make more mathematical sense to, Mm -hmm. to attack the one with the highest interest rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's say you've got a $25,000 credit card that's 15% and you mm-hmm. have a 3000 dollars you know, because we, we had multiple different, you know, smaller student loans. Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a five thousand dollar student loan that was seven percent. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you know, just think about it, you can pay off that five thousand dollar loan much quicker because it's five thousand dollars versus twenty-five sure. thousand dollars. So I think that's why you know you, you do that and you get excited mm-hmm. about it and you pay, you know, you pay it off and then then you take all of that money. Mm-hmm that you were using on that loan and you apply mm-hmm. it to the next one in line, mm-hmm. but really you're in the process of you starting off, you're going to continue to make more money. You're mm-hmm. going to continue to, to save money in different areas and apply, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to go out to eat this whole month. So I'm going to take that money and apply. apply. It so you become really motiv- it motivates you.
1: Sure. You know, sure.
2: And it's, and it's a great goal. Sure. It really and- motivated us to do that.
1: Sure. And from a process perspective, are you kind of maybe setting up that whiteboard and keeping it maybe in front of your desk or your, uh, you know, sort of your bedroom area or your office area? What what does that look like from a process perspective perhaps?
2: Yeah, it was, you know, I'm I'm in my office now, but like in Mm -hmm. our office, in our house, you know, it was was like set off to the side, like over here like this, Mm -hmm. Even, Mm -hmm. even though we would pay you know, we had them all listed down, even though we would pay one off. I wouldn't erase it. I would just mark a red line through it so we mm-hmm. could see that, hey, look at you all. You achieved
1: the- it, right. Yeah. Hmm. So awesome. There. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And how about your student loans? Is there anything, other strategies you do? Because I think, uh, you know, you stated earlier that such a high student uh, loan, about right about 300000 you paid off before uh, you know you are even 40 years old that's pretty incredible so other than you know a lot more you're uh, you know taking more consulting clients and visiting more uh, offices and things like that were there any other things perhaps you, uh, you and your family did uh, or, and, and was that just you
2: and was that any contribution from your wife or anything uh, jeff on this front she she worked a little bit but you know we had a a, a newborn Sure. And then we had another son, so she she didn't work a whole lot. So it was mainly just... So son.
1: a lion's share came from you, let's put it that right. way. Makes sense. Got it. Got it. Um, okay.
2: But, but I would say that probably the other area is we, we really didn't do anything like as far as going out to eat, traveling, anything like that. So all literally everything that came in after we paid our taxes and uh, we still invested a little bit, mm-hmm. It went towards any extra money went towards that debt sure sure now before you became a debt-free doctor did your wife
1: say that you are a boring doctor <laughs> boring i don't, I don't just... think so because that's all we ever knew you know we, no we i know, know, I know. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding but uh, you, you know I, I, I sincerely applaud you the to be you know focused and understanding what's important and knocking that sort of dead dynamo as i call it Because, uh, I mean, many a times, as we know that, you know, such high debt load can really uh, sort of take away the promising years uh, from, uh, you know, like young careers uh, of people, you know, and especially in the medical profession. uh, We have uh, lots of doctors in my personally, in my family as well. And they sometimes simply kind of, you know, state to us as well is that, uh, geez, the amount of debt that's there on students you know, for, for several years, you're literally, you know, paying them off, paying them off before you can really uh, kind of start positively earning, right? Uh, now, help us understand, uh, Jeff, that what was that mindset shift that you said, hey, I want to start looking into passive investments that can give me like some a positive cash flow, uh, you know, sort of that uh, passive element of it. What was that mindset shift like? I mean, was there something that you read a book or you uh, saw an article or perhaps you, uh, you know, saw any advertisement on the uh, TV or radio? What was that sort of, uh, uh, you know, sort of that moment where you said, hey, you know what? I need to start thinking about this very, very uh, positively.
2: I think it was something that well back then five or six years ago, and and it's actually starting to get more popular with Dave Ramsey. Is mm-hmm. you know you'll hear people now you know they used to always call into his show, saying hey I've got all this debt or I, 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 should I buy this car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still have a lot of people that that ask those questions, but mm-hmm. now you're getting more and more people calling in going hey Dave, I'm debt free, now what? Mm-hmm what what do we do? So now he he has shifted some to teaching people how to become millionaires. But mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I think once we got to that point, you know, we'd we spent all that time then we got to become debt free and it was kind of like, yeah, like that, like now what, mm-hmm. what what's mm-hmm. the next step? Mm-hmm. Also that year we went snow skiing mm-hmm. and I had like a kid like, you know, cut in front of me real quick and I, and I had to to turn, And in order to pretty much kill, so I wouldn't kill that kid and run into him, you know. But when I fell, I kind of landed on my hand Mm -hmm. and, you know, it hurt my wrist some. And I kind of a little bit started thinking, what would happen if I messed up my hand or arm? You know, I I didn't have any more income coming in. Sure. And that, I think those two things together started me thinking about, hey, Without getting another job, or you know, another practice location or whatever, mm-hmm. is there another way that I could start bringing some income streams mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the house? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that got me on the path to start learning about passive income, and which eventually led to real estate to to where we are today.
1: Sure, sure. And for a high paid professional, you know, many times uh, the attraction is definitely the depreciation or the K-1 statements that we receive, you know, sort of the tax write off as we call it. Was that a big attraction to you, um, uh, Jeff, or was that more about, hey, I want to just get cash flow? What what was it about or is it all of it that was uh, sort of uh, pivotal for you?
2: I, I think at first, it, and I, I didn't, again, I didn't really know much about the tax benefits. So I think at first it was mainly about, Hey, I'm, I'm, I have the, I have a separate uh, checking account. That's just for the syndication deals that we're in. So I started seeing every month or every quarter this money being deposited in. So that, that was really nice, you know, just seeing that, but I, we're not mm-hmm. using it now, mm-hmm. but I think that was the first thing, but then, on the back end of it, seeing that, Hey, most, if not all of that money is tax free sure. for the depreciation. And you kind of have to look at how much money do you have to save? And then once you take that out and it's tax mm-hmm. in order to get what I'm getting now, you know, tax free, mm-hmm. and you just, you know, I've, I've, my thinking and mindset and different things have changed mm-hmm. uh, a lot differently now. It's kind of like you don't know what you don't know
1: sure sure
2: so i, I think the more that you learn and, and realize the more that you'll you'll change you know maybe your investing strategies as you get older
1: sure 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 i mean education times action is such a power and freedom to you couldn't agree more there uh, also jeff um you know you started uh you know sort of educating yourself into what's real estate what are the benefits and things like that uh, did you ever consider that hey, why not single family houses, perhaps joint venture uh, uh, with some other uh, local real estate investors and things like that. Uh, Did you ever consider some of those routes as well? Or or perhaps, I mean, uh, also goes on to show, you know, that you can somehow also do private lending as well, which is also another lucrative avenue that you're lending funds, uh, you know, as we call private funds or hard money funds. Uh, Did you ever consider some of those routes as well?
2: I, could, I think the the first thing that I considered was single family homes, because mm-hmm. that's that was the only thing that I thought in order to invest in real estate, you had to physically own it, you know, be sure. an active investor. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I did not know anything about being a passive investor. Sure. So mm-hmm. I would go to seminars and, and network with people and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. But the, the more that I started looking into it, the more I realized that, it was going to take more time away from my practice and family, sure. and I, and I think that's really important for people to start off with your goals. You know, if your goal is to free up time, then anything like that that comes your way, well, that's not going to help me free up my time. It's going to add another job. Well, then I just scratched it off the list.
1: I see. Interesting. So true. Passivity and time freedom was so key. So any avenue that perhaps uh, kind of uh, was a uh, factor that was not letting you do that, that kind of came off the list. And slowly you're saying, hey, syndication seems to be very viable. Now, given that, Jeff, uh, you know, let's say someone listening or viewing to this show uh, and they think that, yes, they are interested into syndications, right? What would be some of the first few steps they can take To uh, kind of maybe educate themselves, uh, you know, uh, again from a passive investor standpoint, what would you kind of tell them that, uh, hey, these are some of the sort of considerations that you have to give and then perhaps learn what syndications is about and then here are some of the pros and cons. Could you maybe talk about some of that elementary uh, education piece that goes into uh, before you start uh, investing into syndications perhaps?
2: Yeah, sure. And this is, this is advice uh, that I recommend that, but I myself still to this day do, you know, I mm-hmm. get my information from podcasts such as your, your podcast, um, other podcasts out there, sure. uh, which allows you typically they'll interview somebody that has maybe a podcast or website. So then I'll, that's kind of how I learn my material. Or they'll recommend sure. a book. You know, I read probably four or five books a month. So incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. and incredible. whenever they recommend somebody or a book, I'll read that book. So, uh, blogs, books, podcasts, uh, events mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, networking with people. And, and I don't, I don't ever invest with anyone unless I personally know them, you know, I've sure. met them face to face. Uh, so I, I think that's, um, you, you do that and, and you continue doing that on a, daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Um, but again, you you have to realize there's so much information out there that you're, you're going to be overwhelmed. And I started some, I started something called the passive investor circle on my website, uh, debtfree people that were really interested in learning more Mm -hmm. and probably 10 to 15% of the people that I have a conversation with, mm-hmm. they know as much or more about real estate as I do. But sure. unfortunately, they they don't take any action because sure. they're just they're so overwhelmed with information. Sure. And sure. I tell them I say, look, 10, 15 years from now, I'm gonna be continuing to invest in syndications because I, I trust what I learn and I and I learn to trust people. And you're gonna be sitting here. Doing the same thing, waiting on the sidelines while, you know, I keep doing what I'm doing. so don't, don't, you know, what is it? The analysis paralysis don't become paralyzed once. Sure. Sometimes you just got to jump in and, and try stuff out after you are educated enough to do something
1: sure sure and i like to also follow by saying there jeff is that follow someone who has obviously done it before you uh you know so that you can closely emulate like for example let's say if if a friend of yours or someone within your circle is there right and they see that yes you have done let's say some deals in some markets they can certainly you know follow you on the next deal that you may have done and kind of shadow you uh so to speak right so you know, we all call that, hey, let me be a fly on the wall and let me kind of learn from somebody, right? So you could as well be that person, like uh, come in as a journeyman for a year or so and just see how things are happening. You know, what what markets are like, you know, what, what does do these operators do on apartments? or well, you know, what does this value add or what is this cash flow looks like? Or how is this NOI and why people achieve so many returns or perhaps... Another avenue I' always like to people explore is that understand how you are getting those uh, depreciation and why you're getting that uh, you know uh, tax right off the K1 statements at the year- end and, and, and one of my favorite topics is also telling people understanding what is bonus depreciation is about and I, I frequently point to them to the IRS website telling them here is your author- authoritative source telling you that, why bonus depreciation exists, the expense of it and what it means in tangible terms that if you invest a certain amount, the share of your losses that you get via your K1 statement is incredibly powerful. Now, moving on, Jeff, you created this blog called debtfreedoctor.com where you're blogging your experiences, you're pulling articles and things like that. Could you maybe kind of share uh, when it was apparent to you that, hey, I want to kind of go to that next step that I want to, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, create this website and start blogging about my experiences and, uh, you know, have more and more people read about it. Uh, Obviously, you are here on podcast spreading that uh, knowledge as well. Uh, Could you maybe share some of your thoughts around this?
2: If if somebody is interested in starting a blog themselves, uh, sure, and and also you know sort of your personal journey
1: that what it took that uh, or you know you wanted to spread that knowledge right so you wanted to create that website and you kind of started blogging. Mm-hmm. What was what was that passion uh, for you that hey you wanted to spread this knowledge? Oh, okay,
2: I got you. Yeah, when I when I started it, it was I, I basically just you know I picked. I wanted to get debtfreedoctor.com, but that domain was taken. So I had to settle for debtfreedr.com. Sure. But Mm -hmm. um, when I first started it, I I mainly wanted to teach people the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they wouldn't have made the same mistakes. Sure. And then I also talked about at that time just basic investing with index funds Mm -hmm. because that's all that I was doing. Mm -hmm. But the more I started learning about, passive real estate and the, and the more we started investing in it, I just started sharing, you know, as I was reading and learning, I started sharing what I thought was important on the site mm-hmm. to the point where about a year ago, I've almost made a complete hundred degree, you know, a hundred percent shift. And mm-hmm. now the site is mainly just for teaching, you know, high income earning professionals, people that don't have a lot of time to, mm-hmm. To do a you know, or don't want a second job. Basically, sure. how to uh, invest in different assets that will give them passive income.
1: Sure, sure. Now. Uh, Speaking of uh, that very topic, you know, the assets and hand in hand goes, you know, where you are investing and things like that, right? So what are some of your top elements? Like, let's say someone comes to you and say that, hey, Jeff, you know what, Uh, I'm kind of interested in knowing what this passive uh, investment realm is about, right? So how do you kind of uh, tell them, like, what some of your preliminary advice is that, hey, maybe learn about apartments or learn about sort of the high growing uh, states where the migration is happening or perhaps where jobs are created and things like that. What are some of the things you share with people when they first time kind of
2: come to you? Well, the first thing I do is, is I don't, I I would rather talk to somebody that that's somewhat educated on it, you know, for people that don't know anything or, Mm -hmm. or just very basic, I would turn them to, you know, my blog or, you know, the other different avenues that we discuss Sure. And then once they get to the point to where they know, have, have some goals that they're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, if they know that they, they don't want to be a, in single family homes, they want to be value add multifamily. family mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they want to invest for, you know, whether it's tax benefits or whatever, then at that point, mm-hmm. that's when I can start helping them. Cause everybody's going to be different. Sure direct them, hey, you may want to look at this path or that path, but mm-hmm. um, no matter what, I think, and you can probably attest to this, the most important thing, you know, people look at, you know, cash on cash returns or, you know, different cap rates and that sort of thing, but sure most important thing is who you're dealing with, mm-hmm. who the sponsor is, uh, sure. hands down, and sure. uh, because if you get somebody that's good, they're, they're going to provide they're going to go above and beyond what their stated whatever returns or whatever is so sure um once you get one that you can trust get somebody that you can trust uh, that's the key and that's that's what i try to to put that point across.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, sponsors in this business are sort of the carry uh, quarterbacks. Uh, you can say that they are the ones who are making, uh, you know, sort of that hard work and moving the deal across every day, every month of the year, and, you know, making the high returns. So, So now, Jeff, on continuing this journey, what is next for you? Are you thinking about uh, adding more uh, features to your website, uh, perhaps doing any other podcast webinars or, um, you know, w- what's next for you in terms of your website and your investing career, for example?
2: Well, I, um, I I kind of set a goal for about eight to 10 years to transition out of practice. So mm-hmm. now that that's my goal, I, I'm, I'm working backwards and sure. I'm gonna be transitioning into more of an active role into real estate um, mm-hmm. with with a group. Um, and with, with that being said, now I have to continue doing things to, to help that process to get the word out. So uh, we are gonna be starting a podcast um, pretty soon. Um, we are going to have a bigger platform sure. for other physicians and high income earning professionals to go mm-hmm. to. And where Absolutely. other people can put their information in. So mm-hmm. we're we're kind of building out something like that awesome. in order to mm-hmm. just, you know, just to just to provide education and you know, if if we can help just one person transition out of practice earlier than they thought, then that, hey, that's a win itself, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. More
1: power to you. And I congratulate you for taking that extra step. And I personally know uh, many other fellow uh, doctors as well that I can uh, sincerely, you know, sort of uh, put you in touch with that you can kind of spread the knowledge and, you know, have like a like-minded folks uh, network out there. So uh, thank you for coming on, Jeff. Uh, It's been a pleasure. As your journey uh, is continuing, Jeff, in the real estate and also in the passive syndications, uh, uh, you know, investing network, uh, share with our listeners, uh, like, what are some of your best advice that perhaps you have received uh, from, let's say, your fellow investors or your family members or, you know, any coaches and things like that, Uh, you know, sort of that advice that you follow on a daily basis that kind of keeps you in
2: discipline and keeps you in check every day. Probably two things. Number one, it's it's the little things that count. You know, the mm-hmm. little things that people kind of, oh, I don't need to do that or, or put off to the side. But, it, you know, just the little things that keep you disciplined to sure. get you to where you're going. And then the second thing, which every, I'm sure everybody's heard of, but a lot of times people don't follow it so much is, uh, I think Warren Buffett uh, said it, never invest in anything you can't explain to a fifth grader sure so, um, if you can't explain syndications to your fifth grader then you don't need to be doing it so once you get to the point where you you understand it to the point where you can dumb it down to them then mm-hmm. then you're ready to think about investing sure sure and, and on a similar
1: tone i i always like to point out jeff that the things that you said right uh, you know some things that are you know the small little things the small dominoes that take on Uh, you know that we follow and as we all know the domino theory the one small one falls the bigger one falls the bigger one and suddenly you know that you're tackling some of the biggest problems out there right and Jim Rohn has a very interesting saying where he goes on to say that what's easy to do is easy not to do it sounds like an oxymoron but I'll repeat that again what's easy to do is easy not to do it's, a, it's an interesting perspective on things that uh, it's easy to read, it's easy to l- uh, listen to music, but it's easy as well to flip a channel in your car or perhaps on your iPhone and tune into various podcasts that's out there. Or perhaps another uh, interesting thing is that it's easy to go on to your normal ride and go to whether it's your pizza place or your workplace or things like that but it's easy as well to take a detour and tour a different neighborhood and understand what that different uh, real estate market is like, or perhaps it's easy to pick up a phone and call somebody that you will know that, hey, I, I'm interested. Could you maybe perhaps help me into? So it's those little things that takes time. And I always like to also say that it's it, look at the journey, look at the long, uh, high summit of things that, what you're doing today perhaps is going to be two years after you will get something. So I appreciate your time, Jeff, today. Uh, kindly share with the listeners uh, how they can find you and uh, learn more about everything that you're doing. Yeah. They could uh,
2: email me at Jeff at uh, debtfreedr.com or they can go to uh, uh, debtfreedr.com slash free guide and they could um, download a free guide that I've created on how to create passive income, specifically from real estate syndications.
1: Incredible. Thank you, uh, J- Jeff, uh, for listeners and viewers of the podcast. Uh, I'm Sakar Kavle at premiumcashflow.com. That's our website. Uh, we also have news articles, guides, statistics, and of course, uh, podcasts where uh, real guests like Jeff uh, who come on, uh, we are today getting a holy grail that, uh, and a live witness about you know what it is like to invest in syndications. Why someone with a lot of high income or perhaps expendable income that you can, you should invest and seriously consider passive investing uh, syndications uh, and come off the Wall Street uh, track of uh, things where you don't have control. But as Jeff rightfully pointed out here, that with syndications you have sponsors that you personally know perhaps or have a very good understanding of how the deal is working what sponsor is doing you are getting monthly reports uh you know knowing how your investment is doing so thank you for coming on jeff Uh, i appreciate it and i look forward to your uh, onward journey and more success to you uh thank you
2: for coming on today my pleasure
0: Thanks for listening to Premium Cash Flow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.